welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's confusing, you can just call us JD and Alex. Hi, we're doing a new podcast. Welcome to the first episode of Pokemakers. We're going to make Pokemon. What this is, is we're going to be making a Pokemon region, a game to go alongside it, the towns, the gym leaders, the characters, and all of the Pokemon to populate said game in audio form. A lot of people make Fakemon. There's a community around it. Many people have made their games and we want to do it too with our own twist on it in podcast form. This is... is the medium that we know how to do things in. We're not game coders or designers oh, no. or... I mean, to be fair... I can draw, but that's, that's I'm not going to draw a whole game. You are planning on drawing at least some of the things we do. Absolutely. Probably a fair number of the Pokemon. Yeah, so I love drawing Pokemon. We'll be sharing that all on Twitter, so that'll be fun. Shall we just jump right on into it? Yeah, so where do we start? We're going to be taking a look at the town map. Okay. That is to say, we're gonna come up with the concept of the region itself. Alright. I think a big thing that's going to be helpful for us in this and going forward is taking account of what Pokemon's done before. Yes. So let's have a brief rundown of like the themes of the past eight main Pokemon regions. Yeah. So the first four were all different parts of Japan. Yeah, like specific regions in Japan. Kanto, most notably, is based on the Kanto region of Japan. They didn't even <laughs> rename that one. Yeah. Tokyo is in that region. I think Saffron City is based on Tokyo. That sounds right. So the first four regions, Kanto, Johto, Hoenn and Sinnoh, all based on areas of Japan. Mm -hmm. Gen 5 is where we first get our first main region that's not Japan. And it's New York-ish. Yeah. Mostly New York City, kind of New York State in general, and probably some of the surrounding areas. It's kind of the New England-ish, but it is it is clearly, like, the big city is New York. Yeah, Pokemon has always kind of had a biggest city in a region, but early on it wasn't that standout. Gen 5 was where it really starts to, oh, this is the city of the game. So Castellia is based on New York, yes. especially New York City. This one... Definitely doesn't keep the shape. Mm -hmm. it, it maintains the idea of the skyline and skyscrapers. It's, it's a very, very big city. That's a hard thing to condense down into, yeah. you know, something playable in a, in a video game like that. You know, unless you're having like your Spider-Man video game where the whole thing is set in actual New York. Unova, so that region, is also the first region that has a distinctly different Japanese name. Its name in Japan was the Ishu region. Oh. I-S-S-H-U is how it's uh, transliterated. And yeah. then we start to see like the flavour of the areas come in more. Uh, so Kalos. Kalos, which is based on France. Yes. Most notably, you've got Lumio City is its big city. City right, of Lights. Right in the centre yeah. of the region. Obviously, it's Paris. The gym itself is the Eiffel Tower of this region. Mm -hmm. Lumio's Tower. Yeah, and it's, it's very clear. It's not subtle at all. Yeah. And also, like, the, the game revolves around fashion. There's a lot of fashion. So it's the first time where you can customize your player with both clothes and like also hair and makeup. Which I love. There's the poodle. Furfru, the poodle Pokemon. There's a unique salon that exists just to give Furfru different haircuts. Yeah. Only Furfru gets it. Yeah. Gen 7 introduced us to Alola, the Hawaii-based region. Mm -hmm. The name really shines through there as being a very obvious Hawaiian. Yes. It resembles... Aloha, obviously, is one letter off. Definitely in the anime, and I think in the games, they use Alola as a greeting as I well. I believe so, yes. Which is adorable. I think they mention it can mean goodbye or hello, which is what Aloha is as well. Yeah. And finally, the most recent region is Galar, which is based on 
mostly England, <laughs> loosely the United Kingdom, but it's mostly England, which speaks to most non-British media, really, treating every part of the UK as though it's just England. What's Wales? Scotland isn't even really much of a thing. <laughs> we'll put you up there. You're cold in Scotland, right? Yeah, have some ice. You got mountains in Scotland. As an English person, I can speak to the fact that Galar really feels English. Like, yeah. when I first started playing that game, I was just overwhelmed by how English it felt. Just lit, so many little touches. Yeah. Like, the, the architecture, the radiators in the houses made me feel English. Yeah. The fact that the player's mother is called Mum instead of Mom for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. The names of towns. I adore the names oh, of towns yes, in absolutely. Galar. absolutely. Especially the fact that they're not, like, so-and-so city or so-and-so town, which I think they are in Japanese and some other languages. Postwick. You start in Postwick. It sounds like an English town it's that adorable. would adorable. Windon. Lee, Stow-on-Side. I wish there was a riverside in the game. If you had told me Stow-on-Side was... An actual town an in actual England. An actual city, I would absolutely believe you. That's a fun... That's a fun party game to play with your non-English friends. Pokemon Town or English Town? Yeah, because like they do a really good job, and like I was saying about like Sir Chester, like it, <laughs> oh. like I was saying about Alola, you can really feel that they put a lot of love and attention mm-hmm. to like the details and making this feel like it's a specific location. And of course, the key Pokemon that really shines through to say this is Britain is the cup of tea Pokemon. <laughs> You've got Sinisty and Poltegeist. You've also got Yamper, which true, is a Corgi. True. True. Which is important. You have corgis. Yeah. There's a few others. I mean, yeah. there's there's the regional variants, of course. Just like, haha, coughing is wearing top hats. And then the name Galar brings to mind Gallant and Valor. Yes. And possibly is like an anagram of the French translation of the Holy Grail, like Arthurian legends. Yes, and that has a lot to do with the, the game. Yeah. There's like the, the sword. An and Arthurian the inspired story. It's not yes. like... Yes, oh yeah, yeah. It's not like it's just taking that story and saying Pokemon it's a story that calls to mind that idea yes which I prefer I yeah, much yeah, prefer yeah. it to it's, than it's, just doing real stories yeah it's not the same story no directly but yeah very much inspired so with that all in mind where do we want our region to be with character design a big idea is that you can recognize the silhouette Mm-hmm. I kind of get that feeling from regions as well in Pokemon like that sure. land masses yeah. that you can recognize in silhouette so where do we want ours set? So let's let's consider some interesting, flavorful parts of the world that we know some things about, at least, mm-hmm. that we could dr- try and draw on for this. My first thought was Italy. Okay. Which has a very distinct shape yes. on a map. You yes, know, it does. It's a boot kicking a ball. Yes. It has a very distinct culture that you could yeah. call specific things to mind. There are so for. many like well-known landmarks. The Leaning Tower of Pisa, the Colosseum, yeah. and so much history. Yeah. The Roman Empire... Conquered most of the world. Yeah. There's so much flavor in that that you could draw on. So I really like that idea. You could do something with the Vatican City. Yeah. Like. Have it be like its own mini region. Yeah. But really it's just a town. Like. Where like the the god Pokemon or whatever originated (laughs) from. (laughs) Probably would get a little bit. It's fine. It's post-game. We don't want to make the Pope too upset. Mm. (laughs) I don't care what the Pope thinks about Pokemon. I think the Pope likes Pokemon. Does the Pope like Pokemon? I think the Pope has put out statements saying, actually, Pokemon's not evil. Stop being weird. Because <laughs> I think the Pope currently is a pretty chill Pope. So maybe maybe you're right. Maybe we don't want to antagonize the Pope. Australia is another one that came to mind as being a very cool area to draw yeah, on. Yeah, Australia again. And particularly, it's got like 
abundant, well-known wildlife. That's very unique to that particular area. Yeah. What are you thinking? Well, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. Are you? Yes. I had no idea. (laughs) And, like, I know that there has been an American-based game Mm -hmm. with Unova, but that's over on the East Coast. And everything in the U.S. is either set in the East Coast, in New England, or in California. Now, to be fair, at this point, I am going to point out that there was technically a U.S.-based region that preceded Unova, the Ore region, which is on some of the GameCube games, which is based in Arizona. Really? Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, but it, well, it's only the GameCube games. It's not like the main yeah. series. Good for Arizona. Yeah. The Pacific Northwest, though, offers, if I may pitch this to you. Go for, of course. I'm specifically from Oregon, and mm-hmm. Oregon has everything geography-wise. Mm-hmm. We have a coastline. We have major forests. We have rivers. We have deserts. We have mountains. You start going south towards California. Maybe you get that Northern California redwood forest. Sure. Can you imagine the cool stuff you could do with that? Mm-hmm. And then also you could branch up to Washington. Washington, you've got like Seattle as the big city. You could reach up almost to Canada and get a little bit of that snow kind of cold region. Sure. Um, like just the whole area is so diverse in such sort of a small chunk of land. Mm-hmm. You can hit everything. You could hit all of it. And there is a local culture. And it's maybe not as well known <laughs> as <laughs> Italy. Sure. But that you got me here. Well, that's what I was going to say. To be your local connoisseur. The main benefit we get from covering the Pacific Northwest in particular is that we've got you there as the cultural es- expert. Yeah. You're the professor of the of the land. I'm the professor of the Pokemon. Yeah. So I do I do like that quite a lot. Yeah. And like we talked about this before recording, JD knows Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. He knows Pokemon <laughs> games. And like that is bringing to the podcast that is his expertise. You know the ins and outs of how this stuff works and how things are timed out and where things are placed. That kind of stuff. Yeah. I would have no idea where to start with that sure. kind of thing. So if I can bring anything, <laughs> if I can bring some kind of local knowledge. No, I do really like that. Right now, I want to nail down more or less which areas we want to go for. So Oregon and Washington, I feel like, are the main ones yes. you're thinking about. Yeah. Do we dip down fully with California? Not all the way to California. Okay. There's just the northern tip of California. Mm-hmm. You get, like, the redwood forest. Some of that goes into Oregon, even. It's, like, right on the border. And I think that that could be a really interesting, very iconic, very unique look, especially for a mm-hmm. forest area. So those trees are big. <laughs> also, you know how they do the regional variants where it's just a Pokemon but tall? <laughs> sure. Redwood Executor? <laughs> Maybe Executor doesn't need another tall version. It's even but... taller now, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not Executor. But, like, <laughs> like there's... It has... Oh, the Redwoods are so cool. For a couple of reasons, my instinct, though, is to go more or less fully incorporate California. Yeah? I Either think... all or nothing? Well, my thoughts are partly, one, it would give the region a more distinct shape. Sure. Two, I think you gain a lot by having full access to, like, the coastline. Okay. And I think then, like, some regions like Hoenn, obviously Alola, are fully islands. You can see the ocean on all sides. Some regions, you can see that they continue off into the distance. Kanto and Johto and Unova, critically, Mm -hmm. you can see continues on to a greater landmass. Yes. So I think by including that whole way, you've then got only the one side that continues into the landmass, and you kind of imply... the it connects half, on. Yeah, yeah, Elsewhere. Yeah. Whereas, like, the whole one side is, like, this is the edge of the continent. Yeah. Sure. I think, logistically, you'd probably want to sort of shrink California so it's not as long. Sure, yeah. Um, that's, like, the main reason why I didn't want to include California. Yeah. But also, you could throw in a Pokemon theme park. Exactly. I think... <laughs> that's pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, we don't 
fully use every single aspect of yes, yes. the area, but I think you do well enough. Yeah, essentially. We can bring back the. Um, I think you get the I- the movie studio. Yeah, you get the iconic. You you get the keynotes. You get the Hollywood sign. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know as much about California as I yeah. do Oregon and Washington. You, no. Because I've never lived in California. But you get a lot of crucial notes to hit. Again, going back to Galar, one mm-hmm. thing that I love is the world building in Galar is absolutely phenomenal. The Poké Jobs thing, it's not a big thing. And you can easily play through the game without ever doing anything with it at all. I didn't do anything with it. No. But when you look into it, every single job is offered by a company that has its own logo design. Hammerlock University. So the university for the city Hammerlock in the game. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not sure if it's like Oxford, Cambridge, whatever. But one of those. those aspects that don't necessarily translate as well into Pokemon, you just show that they're in the world still. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that you can get more of with... That including California. Yeah. It's, yeah, especially brands and stuff. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to have the Pokemon version of Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was thinking more Seattle's the big city. Like, you throw in California, then, like, your big city has to be in California, is the thing. Whereas I was thinking Seattle's the big city, and you get the Space Needle. Sure. Or maybe, like, and Portland would be sort of another city. Yeah. Portland's, like, the weird city. So there were a few fairly large cities in Galar, to be fair. Mm-hmm. You- I think as the games have developed, they've made it... Yeah. It's become easier to navigate larger cities. Yeah. They've also got the space in the games to do that. Yeah. A city like Hammerlock would not have fit in yeah. a yeah. Game Boy cartridge. Yeah. Whereas, like, in Unova, I was getting lost in the big city, mm-hmm. whereas the cities in Galar, I wasn't so much. And part yeah. of that is the way that the visuals have changed. And sure. part of it has, it, it's just sort of been streamlined. For what it's worth, I don't think we necessarily just have to have the one big city. I think you could do something okay. with Seattle and something in California. And that kind of brings me to my next point. I'm happy to land on saying we're going to make a region about the Pacific coast of America. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. West coast. West yeah. coast, best coast. West coast, best coast. <laughs> Deal with it. Let's go. As to some of those other ideas, like Italy and Australia, one day in the future, once we've finished building this region, we can do a new region. Maybe we'll do a season two. Yeah. We'll see how we feel when we get there. And then we can build Italy, unless Game Freak beats us to it. <laughs> That's possible. It's very possible. If they make a new game, I would I would put money on Italy. Italy, yeah. At the moment, I kind of feel like they're, go- they're alternating Europe and elsewhere. Sure. So having ha- just had... The UK, I would guess they're going to do elsewhere, possibly another part of the Americas. Yeah. Oh, South America. Somewhere South in South America. America. That's that, a... that, is, that is an area like I talked about, but there is so much in South America. Yeah. And I, We're not the experts. I'm not, I don't know enough about it to Maybe one day. That. So we need a name for our region now. I think we want to draw on the Pacific like, okay. as oh, yeah, our yeah, name yeah. inspiration yeah, because yeah. that's what ties all, those all together. Okay. Pacific itself, the word, comes from pacify, from the Latin word for peace, essentially. Okay. So if we can do something with that. Aw, I'm bad at names. Yeah. Part of why I wanted to go for the Italian ones because I had a good name for that one. <laughs> I wanted to look into like Native American words. A lot of the Native American languages from this area are kind of lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, some Native American languages survived to some degree. The West Coast, less so. No. Um, it's atrocious. Yeah. We've had a little bit of a chat. Yeah. (laughs) Names are tricky. Names take a while to sort of develop. So we stopped recording for a little bit. We took a little bit of a brainstorming session. And we landed on... Olsia. Olsia. You'll see that written down in the title of the podcast somewhere. Yeah. Olsia, the Olsia region. Yeah. The region of Olsia. 
it's got kind of an oceany vibe. Some it's peace, got, like it's Pacific. Got, yeah, it's got kind of that Pacific sort of sound profile. It reminds me of the word orca a little bit, which is very Pacific Northwest. <laughs> so we're going to be building the Ulsea region. Yeah. Next up, what are the games that the Ulsea region takes place in? Now I've got a pitch for you on this. I do have a thought though. You're talking like uh, red and blue. Like yeah, red and blue, games? gold, silver. Yeah, the type. Well, the titles of the games. Sea and forest. Okay. If we're talking about Pacific Northwest, like those are sort of like the two elements. Forest for me feels like you're calling on land. Yes. But then oh, you, you beat the third one is sky. That's the theme of the Hoenn region games. Ah. Uh, Groudon for land, Kyogre for sea. Oh, just Rayquaza the legendaries. For sky. Not the names of the game. Well, not the names, but <laughs> it's become more of a thing since they shifted away from colors and gemstones. The names have tied in in a big way. Sure. So black, black and white's main premise was about truth and ideals and the pictures that those two concepts aren't that black and white yes sun and moon obviously ties directly in you've got the sun legendary and the moon legendary and the gameplay itself you've got moon taking place 12 hours offset offset yeah, yeah so one is always at night and one yeah is and then yeah. sword and shield less so but they tie in thematically and flavorfully to the whole the lore of the region the valorous gallant idea yes like i said that was just sort of my instinctive sure. response you said that you had I have, a concept. I've got a concept that I've been developing, and it's part part of it is why I also want to include California, and partly why I don't think it's a big deal to have two major cities. Okay. I want to pitch to you Pokemon North and South. Ooh. And my pitch for this is, in each of the two games, you start in a different end of the region. Okay. And then you sort of make your way doing the gyms from yeah. like top to bottom or bottom yeah. to top. So in Pokemon North... You start in the south of the region and make your way north. Okay. In Pokemon South, you start in the north region and make your way south. And like the ideas of the games that we explore are the directions you take in life, the paths you talk, uh. walk. You've got some mirrored elements. Some of the cities kind of match up. Not directly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, and like major side events and things don't match up in the same way. And I think there'd be a re an area in the middle where you kind of go around that a bit it would mean that whatever you face is the eighth gym leader in one game is the first gym leader in the other game and they've got ah. just different levels of the same types of their teams yeah yeah story beats tying into like the main story and like the villainous team there'd have to be areas that correlate in the two different ends sure. to match up in that way or a lot of that maybe in the middle. Some of that stuff would take place in the middle, absolutely. Yeah, but well, because that's also like the sort of climax of the game. Yeah, especially you, you when you start moving around. Of, of yes. The plot. Yeah, yeah. So that would. But I mean, like that. individual events, like early on when you have small encounters and things. Sure. Yeah. Name a topographical feature you're going to find in Washington different to Southern California. Lakes. You got Water. more. You got more lakes in the north. <laughs> it's always raining in Washington, okay. and it never rains in California. And that's, that's another thing. The <laughs> weather would be very different. Yeah. yeah. Washington's a bit more of a hilly area compared to California being much more... Well, unless you're in San Francisco. But there'll be... <laughs> point is, there'll be specific points. Yes. The legendaries then tie into this idea of choosing your path. The third version is an idea that hasn't really existed since we left Japan in okay. the Pokemon regions, right? Yeah. Black and white didn't have grey, they had black and white too. Sun yes. and moon didn't have stars, they had ultra sun and ultra moon. Yes. So instead of having like a west and east or a central or whatever, you've got, there has still been like a legendary that's represented kind of the ideas of that. Kyurem would have been the grey mascot. True. Uh, Zygarde would have been the Z mascot and so on. Yes. We have another legendary, you're going to like this. Okay that represents the idea of a wandering path, of not really choosing a path, being kind of lost 
Okay. Some kind of creature that wanders around aimlessly. <gasps> <laughs> it's a Bigfoot. I really wanted to do a Pacific Northwest based <laughs> game so that one of the legendaries could be Bigfoot. So it's not a mascot legendary. No. But it that's has its even own... better because yeah. it doesn't like being in the limelight. And then, and then it's a roaming legendary, which is a concept that already exists in Pokemon. Yeah. It roams around the region. Which is very good because there have been Sasquatch sightings. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, all over the US, but like particularly in the Pacific Northwest, all the way from California up through into Canada, that whole region. So ah! we'll, we'll get to those legendaries. I get to geek out about Bigfoot. <laughs> we'll get to those specific legendaries later. Yeah. But. That's part of my pitch for the North and South region. I'm sold. There you have it. We're going to be making the the games Pokemon North and South set in the Olsea region. You might have already known that from the titles <laughs> or the description or something, but... We didn't. That's going to be part of this journey. You guys are going to know some names before we know them, but you're not always going to know what those names mean, and that's going to be part of our fun journey. For instance, yeah. you might know a name of what's going to be coming up next, but you definitely won't know what it means because it's time for Who's That? Pokemon! Yeah! Every episode, no matter what's going on, we all make sure to create at least one Pokemon. Yes. And so there's some very important Pokemon to make for a Pokemon game. We've already talked about the legendaries briefly, and obviously the starters. All of those are a big deal. Those get their own episodes. They've got a lot going on, and we've already got a lot going on. This is our first episode. There's a lot to cover just to start off. So we're going to start with something smaller, but no less important. Yes. What are we going to make, Alex? The Pikachu clone. We're going to make our own Pika clone. Every game has a Pika clone. Yeah. So you've got Pikachu and Raichu. Then you got uh, Pichu is kind of the Gen 2 one. Gen 2. Nothing Gen was 2 was just Gen 1 part 2. It really was. <laughs> I love it, but it really was. <laughs> it's just an extension. Hoenn had Plusle and Minon to represent double battles. Pachirisu? Gen 4 had Pachirisu. And then from Gen 5 onwards, every Pika clone has also had a secondary type. They're always electric rodents. Yes. But every Pika clone from Gen 5 onwards has had a secondary type. So you've got Emolga, the electric flying flying squirrel. Gen 6, Kalos has had Dedene, the electric fairy hamster, because they were introducing the new fairy type. Mm-hmm. Gen 7 had Togedemaru. Which is a chinchilla. An electric steel chinchilla. Yes. It's got metal spikes. Yes. And then Gen 8 gives us Morpico, <laughs> which is Marnie's signature Pokemon, the electric dark type, because she's a dark type trainer and becomes the dark type gym leader. Which is very much a hamster. Very much a hamster, and it has its hangry mode. <laughs> so we need a new electric rodent. And again, I've kind of had some thoughts about this. Mm-hmm. What are your instincts on going for an electric rodent? Um, so this is one that doesn't necessarily have to correlate with the specific area that Absolutely we're in. not. No. Many of them don't so much. Capybara. Okay. <laughs> sure. The biggest rodent. I, 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 I do like it and I have thought about it. Also rabbits. So there's nothing that's grabbing you and saying, we've got to do this. No, 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 no. One thing that's grabbing me. Okay. Chipmunks. <gasps> I knew that. I was going to say squirrels and I was like, nah, they did a squirrel. We but did a, a They did a squirrel. They did a flying squirrel, but a chipmunk. I love a chipmunk. A chipmunk. Obviously well known for its like signature stripes down the side, right? Yeah. You make those lightning. Make those lightning bolts. Yeah. yeah. And it can have like, because chipmunks like shove stuff in there, like much like hamsters. I yeah. Mean, they're a very similar species. They like shove stuff. Rodents. Do their, things. Yeah, they shove stuff up in their cheeks like hamsters do, so you can. They get the like the yellow, or I guess they don't have to be yellow. I was picturing yellow on brown. 
color scheme. Hey, the design design aspects are more a you thing. Yeah, I mean that we can workshop that. That was yeah. just my instinctive was like, ah, oh, chipmunk, yellow and brown. I'm thinking like big squishy yellow cheeks. There's mm-hmm. like what is it like pack rat? There's a Pokemon like that. It's Patrat. Patrat. See, I'm not good with Pokemon names. I forget names all the time. That's why I have you. <laughs> <laughs> with our powers combined, we make one functioning human being. <laughs> yes. That being is Professor Fierce. <laughs> yes, we are together, Professor Fierce. <laughs> <laughs> we are fierce, for we are many. <laughs> Patrat is like a little prairie dog, meerkat kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, similar vibes with, like, the cheek sure. face kind of areas. Very chipmunky. Yeah. N- not a long body like that. So. Short little fuzzy body. The other, the only other thing that I've been, I pre-thought about was the name. Because Pikachu's following in the footsteps of Pikachu, their names typically aren't significantly translated. They might be tweaked a little bit. But mm. for the most part, they have the same names all around the world. Sure. And, like, those would be based on their Japanese names. And sometimes those Japanese names draw on other regions, but not necessarily. So I've been looking into it, some of the Japanese words here. So the Japanese name for a chipmunk transliterates to Shima Risu. Just means striped squirrel, for what it's worth. (laughs) They just call it a striped squirrel. I guess it's not a native animal, so they don't need a specific word for it. Also, Pachirisu. Mm -hmm. Squirrel. Risu. Risu squirrel, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. A lot of the kind of words they draw on are like words for mouse and squeaking, a lot of onomatopoeia, yeah, yeah. and sometimes like some electric words. We're not going for the squirrel side here. No, 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 the we're, stripes. Because we're going for the chipmunk, we want the stripes. So we bring on Shima. Shima. And then I was looking into like Japanese words for electricity and things. Sure. And here's a fun fact for you weebs out there. The Japanese word for either vault or bolt is the same word, uh-huh. is Boruto. <laughs> Naruto's son? The son of Naruto. Boruto's dad's son is the, it's just the Japanese word for Volt or Bolt. He's just called, like, Electric. That's yeah. all his name is. He's like Usain Bolt. Yeah, kinda. But for ninjas. I don't know, I've never seen a Naruto, ever. I don't want to fully draw on Boruto or Naruto for this. <laughs> but maybe you just get, like, the end there. We're taking the beginning from Shimarisu. So we take the end from Boruto, and we end up with Shimaruto. Shimaruto's good. So who's that Pokemon? It's the electric chipmunk, Shimaruto. Shimaruto. Shimaruto, which just means stripey lightning. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bolt of lightning that shoots up trees. I think one day down the line we'll end up with a like full Pokedex listing, yes. but I don't want to lock things into stone for that. For the meantime, we can just put it in at Pikachu slot of 25. Okay. In our regional Pokedex. I like that. Of the Olsea region. Yeah. What do we want? For Shimaruto's second type. Ooh. Because we need a second type. Electric flying, electric fairy, electric steel, and electric dark. Okay. Notably, all the extra types that they've added into the games have had their own Pika clone now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I want to come at this from thinking about how the Pokemon functions. Yeah. Trying to make it sort of make yeah. sense. So, chipmunks. Lightning chipmunks. Runs up and down trees. Maybe those are the trees that get struck by lightning more often. Sure. There's like a, a nest of these. Yeah. This is just some, you know. Now you're coming up with a great Pokedex entry Yeah, yeah, there. I'm spitballing some ideas. Yeah, here. no, I love it. Probably eat acorns, live in the forest. Yep. Sometimes dig holes. Okay. There are some like ground-dwelling chipmunks. Oh. So maybe they like dig sort of under the trees and then that makes the tree have like a little bit of like a, a lightning. So sort of a like, lightning rod. So it sounds like you're thinking electric ground i think maybe maybe lightning ground okay let's do it and you can kind of convey it with what its abilities end up being that it like has a symbiotic relationship with nature in general like it works well with trees and things yeah you build on that in its abilities what kind of abilities do you think a lightning chipmunk would have 
It lives in trees that get struck by lightning. Yeah. Or under trees. Uh, trees is like a thing. And they don't care because that doesn't hurt them. I feel like it's the kind of thing where if you touch it, you would get shocked. Is that a thing? Well, static is yeah. an ability. How to... many abilities does a Pokemon have? Three are usually the maximum, depending on if it's got special extra forms or whatever. So you usually have two main abilities and one hidden ability. So static is an ability that generally electric Pokemon have. It's, the, like it's the main ability of Pikachu and Raichu sure. and Pichu. I'm sort of picturing it as like really fluffy, like its hair is kind of standing on end. Uh, fluffy is also a Pokemon ability. <laughs> so fluffy is an ability that says it takes half damage from any move that makes direct contact because it's absorbed by the fur, but it's weak to fire. Another ability that kind of fits flavorfully would be cheek pouch. Okay. When it eats a berry, it gains extra HP. I like that It's an ability one. that Bunnelby, Diggersby, the Dene, Squovit, and Greedent have. Okay. It could maybe have Static and Cheek Pouch as I its like two those. main abilities. Yeah, And yeah. then its hidden ability could maybe be something new and unique to it. Sure, yeah, yeah. That, like, ties into its na- relationship with nature. Okay, what are you thinking? There are a lot of abilities that give it an immunity to a type and say when it's hit by that type, it gets a boost. Okay. So it could be that it's immune to grass type moves, and when it gets hit by a grass type move, instead it boosts its speed. Okay. That's an idea. That seems really powerful. Well, it probably would be. Fika clones aren't the mo- usually the most powerful Pokemon. Sure. Right. So it, you can kind of be a bit yeah. looser by giving it a cool ability like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that does sound cool. So that ability idea is based on the already existing Sap Sipper which is, um, makes it immune to grass-type moves, and when it's hit by a grass move, it boosts its attack stats. Okay. I do like making it faster. I think, like, oh, look, plants. I can move fast on plants. We don't need to name this ability, but it's got this unique ability. Maybe we'll come up with a name for it later if we want to give it to another Pokemon. Sure, yeah, yeah, But yeah. it boosts its speed when it's hit by a grass move. Okay. And that's its hidden ability. Actually, it's got cheek pouch and static. We've introduced to the world Shimaruto, the chipmunk Pokemon, an electric ground-type chipmunk Pika clone that is native to the Ulsea region in Pokemon North and South. Yeah! Thank you for listening to the debut episode of Pokemakers. Pokemakers is part of the Pocket Podcast Network, home to quality podcasts such as Green Mountain Mysteries, Them's the Facts, and our other podcast, Sorted. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag, who you can find on Twitter at Admiral Amara. You can find Alex on Twitter at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W, and I'm at Codename JD, and Pokemakers is at Pokemakers. Until next time, gotta make them all! Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.